0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I remember doing media appearances during the Ebola virus scare we had in the United States years ago when the president was one Barack Obama. And I remember during those media appearances on various networks, people encouraging you, hey, stay calm, don't get anybody uh, too worried, despite the fact that the fatality rate from the Ebola virus um, was really, really high. You know what's odd? How we've gone from when Obama was president under SARS and Ebola, when SARS happened as well, to everybody stay calm, to now everybody panic All the time, every day, like almost a cult, despite the fact that there's almost no science whatsoever to back up your panic. How did that happen? I'm going to talk about that today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. My savvy listeners protect their internet activity with a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, Let's get right to it. Before we do it, Producer Joe, today is Friday... Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind getting the audience kind of in the mood a little bit today, sir. It's Friday! <laughs> 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 Sorry. Got to stop laughing at me. You're never supposed to laugh at your own jokes. like these well, jokes. I'm not supposed to laugh. It's funny. Like you. I just... <laughs> it is funny. Oh, God. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show by ExpressVPN. Listen, everybody needs to get a VPN. Why do you need a VPN? Because big tech is selling you, right? When a product is free, with air quotes... All these social media sites they're, they're free, right? You don't. They were free. You go on. They don't ask you for a credit card number when you go on. Well, they're not free. They're selling you, and they're selling your data. Why would you want that? Do you want these Internet service providers knowing every website you visit? Knowing Do you want these tech giants knowing what you're doing online? Why would you want that? I don't trust these people. You shouldn't either. Get a VPN. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet, so your online activity can't be seen by these big tech titans who are selling you you are the product when a product is air quotes free. It's as easy as closing the bathroom door. Fire up the app, click one button. It's really that easy. Express is rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge. It works on phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Savvy listeners are doing this now, getting a VPN. I encourage you to do it today. Don't wait. We use ExpressVPN here on all of our devices, all of them. We're protected while shopping or watching our favorite shows. The nice part is, because it's a VPN, even when you're watching, uh, say, some kind of like Netflix-type product or whatever, they can't tell where you're coming from. (laughs) It's great. Secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, and you'll get an extra three months free. That's three months free at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. There we go. All right, buddy. So I remember this uh, vividly. I was uh, doing cable commentary at the time. Years ago, Barack Obama was president. We had a big Ebola virus scare. Ebola, where the fatality rate, you know, was well above 50% for people who contract this deadly virus, you know, like liquefies internal organs and stuff. It's a pretty nasty virus, right? I remember vividly back in the day, Everyone, we don't need to panic. TV commentary, nobody should panic. TV commentators and producers and bookers telling you on the air, we don't need to panic. Everybody don't panic. Don't instill panic. If you still instill panic, we may pull you off the air. We don't want panic. We don't want to be responsible for panic. So how did the we don't want anybody to panic thing change so quickly to now everybody needs to panic all the time? How did that happen? Why did that happen? Let's think. Let's think about that. Okay, I thought um, it happened that it's pretty obvious because Donald Trump was president during the coronavirus pandemic, and when SARS hit and the Ebola virus hit the United States, and granted, it wasn't a, the Ebola virus was relatively contained here and it was very well contained, Barack Obama was president. So if people went on the air and panicked without the science to back it up and said things when Obama was president like, you're all going to die. Ebola everywhere all the time. Masks, biohazard suits, alcohol baths every day all the time. Level 62 protection gear with oxygen masks on all the time. Don't leave your house. Then it would have made Obama look like an incompetent failure. Even when SARS did rip through the United States, killed quite a few people. I don't know if you remember, but even with SARS, it was like nobody panic. As a matter of fact, I pulled this gem up from back in the day. I thought about this, you know, before the show, I got to put this little, like, Mattifier stuff on my face so I don't sweat all over and look like I'm under a police interview stuff. Why do we talk about this stuff on here? Because I love you guys. You need to know everything, right? It's the best part about being part of the show. So I'm in there, Mattifier, doing the thing, (laughs) doing the thing. And I'm like, I specifically remember Joe Biden. When the SARS outbreak, when Joe Biden was vice president under Obama, and remember, you couldn't have panic because it would make Obama look bad, despite the fact that SARS was very serious, Joe Biden was in an interview, I believe with Matt Lauer, and Joe Biden said something to the effect of, hey, you know, air travel with SARS because it was a respiratory virus like coronavirus. He said that may not be a good idea. You know, you're in a tube and stuff, people sneeze, and he said this if you want to look at PolitiFact. This is when fact checkers tried to pretend to be fact checkers, even though they were never fact checkers. Here, this is in, watch PolitiFact uh, try to run cover for Joe Biden. This is from April 2009. Joe Biden, quote, when one person sneezes, it goes all the way through the aircraft. So, Obama's president, SARS is breaking out. Joe Biden says, hey, this aircraft thing, you know, this could be bad. You sneeze in an aircraft, someone's got SARS, it could spread throughout the aircraft. So, You know, PolitiFact, again, pretending to be fact-checkers back in the day, had to run cover right away. Why? Because you didn't want panic because Obama was president. And PolitiFact actually fact-checked Joe Biden and rated this pants on fire. Pants on fire. Aircraft travel during SARS, a respiratory virus, folks, put pants on fire. This is perfectly safe. Obama's president. No panic, folks. None. Nobody can panic. This is a good catch, isn't it? Come on. I mean, I know self-praise thinks, but this is not a good catch. Joe Biden, when he's vice president, when a serious, deadly respiratory virus like SARS breaks out, but Obama's president says, if you sneeze on a plane, we could all be in trouble. There was no talk of mask wearing at all. And PolitiFact says, that's not true. We can't have panic. We can't have panic. We got to protect Obama at all costs. Now this is really strange. The, C- the CDC yesterday issuing their guidance where their air quotes here, folks, we hate the air quotes. They're allowing vaccinated people to take off their masks. No one's asking permission, by the way. We don't work for the CDC. The CDC is nowhere in the Constitution. Unless there's been an amended version, I missed. Anybody on the show catch that? The amended Constitution, the CDC takes wherever. Nah. Key, no, Joe, no. Joe missed it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody's seen that. Me either, Paula. No, none, no Paula either. Paula's not actually here. I'm just making that up because I know how she'd respond. She had to go out. She's doing some stuff today. So this is really strange how the CDC is now allowing allowing us to take off masks if we've been vaccinated outside. But they're still maintaining a mask requirement on planes, even though when Joe Biden said that a respiratory virus, if someone sneezes on a plane, it could create a dangerous situation. PolitiFact said, no, no, that's basically a lie. Matter of fact, not only is it a lie, they rated it pants on fire. You're having a hard time? Are are you... Are, like me, are you having a hard time with this? So is air travel with respiratory viruses and sneezing and people in the tube, is it dangerous or is it not? Because the CDC now seems to be implying, even if you're vaccinated, that you're under some kind of danger in an aircraft, even though when Biden implied that in 2009 when Obama was president, the PolitiFact The fact checkers, which is hilarious, jumped in to say, no, 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 pants on fire, pants and fuego. Now, you know why we're living in a clown show? A clown show, PolitiFact by the Pointer Institute. People will die. (laughs) Every day, they will. We haven't heard that one in a long time. It's a classic. We used to use that one a lot. So yesterday, again, the CDC issues guidance saying, wow, you vaccinated folks. You can finally take off your masks inside. Um." And the left is freaking out. I haven't seen PolitiFact or anyone come in and say, hey, um, what's this thing about aircraft? If we're vaccinated and the vaccine works, then what's the point? The left is losing their mind. So here's a guy, Michael Osterholm, who's had a tough time with the coronavirus, been um, on the wrong side of a couple things here. Here he is on MSNBC, where they're in love with the police state and, 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 and the, the mask fascists out there. They're in love with them, and they're terrified that the CDC has said, finally, correctly so, after months of wavering, that, you know, if you're vaccinated, you probably don't need a mask. Folks, does the vaccine work or not? Whether you take it or not is your bag of donuts. You do you. I am not here to tell you what to do with your body. At all. Everybody got that? I want to be absolutely clear on that. But I am here to tell you if the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, is saying on one hand the vaccine is very effective, but on the other hand, wear a mask because you're in danger, those two things can't coexist. Again, to MSNBC, I'm going to play Osterholm in a minute, uh, and to the others leftists who are freaking out now that people are, you know, the CDC's recommending they don't need masks anymore. Do you understand how those things can't coexist? Either the max, the vaccine is effective, or you're at risk and you need a mask. What is it? There's like a jujitsu going on here. Here's Osterholm on MSNBC who entirely misses the point that if the CDC's right and the vaccine is effective, you're not at risk. So why do you care what someone else is doing? I'm just asking. Check this out. The challenge is going to be now we're worried that everyone's going to say I've been vaccinated and everyone will drop their masking. So the next question is going to be is how are we going to know if people are vaccinated? If you're sitting close to someone at a mm-hmm. restaurant or next to them in a theater How are you going to know that they're not just uh, kind of fibbing a little bit here about whether they're vaccinated or not? And I think that's going to be the really next big question is, do we do these immune passports? Do we, you know, I gave up my eyeballs and my fingerprints to clear uh, so I could get on and off an airplane sooner. Will people do that so that you can feel confident that the person you're sitting next to without a mask is in fact vaccinated? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I got an easy pass too when I lived in New York because it was more convenient to go through the easy pass lane, but I wasn't forced to get an easy pass. There's still a cash lane if I don't want to be tracked by easy pass. I made that choice knowing easy pass could probably and probably does, by the way, um, track people if they're needed, if it's needed for you to be tracked, right? That's not what these people like Osterholm are suggesting. They're suggesting some government-sponsored effort to lock people out of their big-R constitutional right to assemble, to move around in public If they make a choice to get a vaccine or to not, does he miss, is he missing this? So that's point number one. That's beyond ridiculous. He doesn't seem to understand big R God given rights, Michael Osterham, which is totally unsurprising. But his second point is totally absurd and defeats the point of a vaccine. And the CDC, the CDC is telling him, am I missing this? Fellas, am I missing this? Is the CDC not telling everyone to get a vaccine? They are, right? I'm not missing this, right? Yeah, you're cool. I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. Okay, 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 I'm just checking. The CDC, get this vaccine. It's super effective. And then this guy goes on TV and MSNBC, Osterholm, Mikey, and he's like, if I'm in a theater and I'm vaccinated, I don't know if the guy next to me really was vaccinated or not. He could be lying. Um, are we getting this? Are you all picking up what I'm putting down here? Why do you care? Why do you care? If the vaccine works, why do you care if the guy next to you lied about getting the vaccine? It, The vaccine, you're telling me it works. Why do you care? Uh, guys, am I missing something here? Please, someone help. Is there something? I, is, are we not. If the vaccine works, why do you care if the guy next to you is lying about getting the vaccine? Thank you. From the Gee Cohen uh, Peanut Gallery. It's like, this sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is. I'm a little frustrated today, and my apologies in advance. I don't want to start ranting uncontrollably here. I just don't get... It's like we're living in some bizarre cult right now of stupid, where, depending on your politics, the rules of nature change. If you're a Democrat, the vaccine works and you must get it. Also, if you're a Democrat, the vaccine doesn't work because other people might not get vaccinated and give you the virus even though you've been vaccinated. What? Don't. Ah. De- uh. Uh. Okay. If Barack Obama's the president, don't panic when the deadly SARS virus breaks, ever. No mask mandates, nothing, because it'll make Obama look bad, everybody freaking out. But when Trump's president, everybody panic, wear a mask everywhere, and make sure you instill panic in the media by telling everyone, even people who've been vaccinated, a vaccine you're swearing works, make sure you tell everyone that they're still at risk from other people who might not get vaccinated. And and I'm sure the communists at YouTube, Joe, can you hit the beginning, please, of the Soviet anthem? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> He's popping with tension. Okay, there we go. So I know ScrewTube and Fakebook will probably ban us from their platforms for daring to ask these questions uh, because they make them uncomfortable because they're logical questions. And logic isn't ScrewTube and Fakebook's thing because they're communists. Here's Nicole Wallace at MSNBC. Again, losing her mind in a, a typical Nicole Wallace meltdown one of the five dumbest people in the media. Nicole Wallace can't believe it that the CDC would dare say if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. She's losing her mind over this. Check this out. I mean, why is it controversial for i mean i understand you know a right to privacy and a right to freedom but i don't have a right to go to my workplace unvaccinated i don't have a right to send my kid to school without testing him to make sure he doesn't become a vector for disease i mean what it has to bake gone too far in the i mean people sure you can do what you want but it doesn't mean you get to go on with your pre-pandemic life if you're not willing to carry your burden in society <laughs> nicole wallace is wondering why people still have rights the typical. The, keep in mind, Nicole Wallace once pretended to be a Republican. And then when she can sell out and go get a job at MSNBC, cast that check, cast that check, she went over and became a Democrat. Here's some more tweets. Um, hat tip, uh, uh, Tom Elliott. This is a, uh, a bunch of leftists melting down, responding to the CDC after, again, they said if you get vaccinated... You probably don't have to wear a mask indoors. They're losing their minds. They can't believe it. Here's a guy Daniel Newman. He's got a blue check mark so he's definitely smarter than all of us. He says, "How stupid." Now literally almost no one will wear a mask again. You can't enforce masks for only some people with the honor system. Why would the CDC put this out before enough people have gotten vaccinated? Daniel Newman again. Does he doesn't understand logical fallacies because he's Probably not that bright. I don't know, Daniel, but maybe not that smart. He's an actor. Okay, thank you. Here's another one. I won't say their names, but here are a bunch of liberals again. He says, so we're just going to use the honor code here? Of course everyone's going to say they're vaccinated. Dude, do you believe the vaccine works or not? If it works... Why do you care? The only honor system... If you are a pro-vaccine dude and you're like, this vaccine is the greatest thing ever, right? That's your opinion, and it works so good. The only honor system that matters to you, then, is that you got it, right? Works, other people can't affect me. Why does it matter what other, other people do? Here's another one. Another tweet from another genius responding to the CDC. Sorry, but no. Too many people have not been fully vaccinated and post two weeks are still running around like fools. We're, we're all fools. Here's another one. This is the last one, right? I always lose count. Here's another one. Uh, honestly, I think we should keep everything locked down as tightly as possible until it's completely gone. Apparently unfamiliar with the fact that no virus on planet Earth is completely gone Ever. She says, every time the risk level in my area has gone down, people have just started acting like everything is over, and the risk shoots way back up. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the geniuses we're dealing with on the left right now. Where's PolitiFact? Is PolitiFact going to help us here? Please? Of course not, because PolitiFact's a joke. It's a scam. It's always been a scam, and only idiots fall for it. All right, on the other side is break, I want one, one final thing on this, and I want to move on. I, I spent a little more time on that than I planned. I just I can't get over the stupidity, and I, I don't... Uh, whatever. All right, today's show is brought to you by Armacost's favorite sponsor, Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for the professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com, their prices are the same for everyone, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices on what the market will bear, you know, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. It doesn't require memberships or some fancy account logins, nothing. Just go to RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few simple clicks. Deliver directly to your door. You don't even have to go out. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's super easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, again, the prices at rockauto.com are always, always reliably low and the same for the pros and do it yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. That doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and do us one favor. There's that how did you hear about us box? Write Bongino in there so they know we sent you. We'd appreciate it. They have an amazing selection and reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Write Bongino in the how did you hear about us box. All right. Thanks, Rock Auto. One final note on this. You know, Ronald Reagan had an expression. um, What is it? If we can't make them see the light, we can make them feel the heat. And we're going to do a quick Posting W segment a little bit, posting our wins, because I don't want to leave you all with bad news all the time. There's a lot of good stuff going on. We are winning in a lot of areas. Uh, We're winning here, too. Your calls, your emails, and your pressure on these outrageous teachers unions, which have screwed over America, cost our kids a year of education based on no science whatsoever, have now started to feel the heat. And they saw the light, too. That's why I started that way. Wall Street Journal opinion article. Randy Weingarten, the uh, broken teachers' union head, who has, had a big part in keeping your kids out of school, costing them a year of education and massive productivity later in life. Randy Weingarten sees the light. The teachers' union chief finally says schools can open next fall. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. You're only about a year and a half too late. Thanks much. Can't make them see the light. Can make them feel the heat. Folks, we're figuring it out, okay? Conservatives are figuring it out. Liberals had the organization game down a long time ago. Why? Because liberals are inherently the Borg, right? You know the Borg from Star Trek? I don't watch Star Trek. I've never seen the Borg, but I've heard about the Borg. That's why I use this example of the Borg. Because the Borg, they have this hive mind, right? They all think with this hive mentality. If I'm wrong, Star Trekkies, correct me. He's a Star Wars guy. Me too. Don't like Star Trek that much. Not bad. Don't hate Star Trek. Don't know much about But the Borg thinks with a hive mind. Liberals are Borg. They think like the hive mind. Their liberal masters tell them what to do. They're naturally collectivists. Soviets, communists are collectivists. That's why it's called collectivism. They collect everything from others and redistribute it to their political buddies. That's what collectivism is. So they think like that and they organize like that. We're figuring it out. We're not becoming collectivists, thank the Lord, and I'm not using his name in vain, But we are figuring out the organizing side. Parents are showing up at school board meetings, kicking out crap school boards. Parents are reading what their kids send home in this critical racism theory where schools are teaching their kids to be racist. And they're saying, no, not today. Schools are saying, we're going to keep your kids out of school. Um, We're not going to do anything from home. We're going to fake Zoom teaching for a while. And you know what? Parents are like, yeah, we're not really going to do that. Our kids are going to go back to school. Take a little bit of a bow. We are learning to fight back. All right, a lot of news today. Here's a preposterous story that made me laugh. I saw this on the New York Times Twitter account. They have an exclusive story. Exclusive. A network of conservative activists aided by a British former spy mounted a campaign during the Trump administration to discredit enemies of Donald Trump. Whoa. Ah, Scandalous Bombshell. A former British spy helped out a couple of people who the allegation is these women went undercover and got dates with FBI personnel and were trying to get them to admit about this, uh, what happened in the Spygate scandal. No one's alleging anything illegal in the article, of course, but it's a big scandal. You know, it's got to be a big scandal. A British former spy helping people try to get the enemies of President Trump on tape. Now, if that's a scandal, a former British spy, you may be saying to yourself, why wasn't this a scandal? When CNN wrote about this in 2017, actual British intelligence passed Trump associates' communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. (laughs) I thought dealing with for if, if dealing with former British spies is a really big deal, how is not how is dealing with actual British intelligence to entrap a political candidate, not a bigger deal. Again, the same answer I'm going to give to you, why PolitiFact won't fact-check Joe Biden now, despite fact-checking him later to make sure there was no panic, because PolitiFact is invested in panic now because it's a Democrat. So using former British spies to entrap a Republican is not only A-OK, it's actually lauded and applauded. This is great. We love this. But when some former British spy helps out some political activists who are trying to get information about Trump, not alleging anything illegal at all. It's a huge scandal, whether you're the New York Times. But don't worry, our media is still a serious enterprise. What a joke. All right, I promised yesterday I would mention quickly, given all that's going on. It's a heavy news day, so I got to get to this stuff. It's really important. What was going on in Israel and uh, the Iranian support of the Hamas war on the, uh, the state of Israel right now. And I said to you that there's a real reason, an important critical reason that gets left out of the conversation a lot as to why the Iranians want a nuclear bomb. And it relates to this global instability we've seen since Joe Biden, who's weak um, and is a big wuss, got into office, and everybody sniffs out a wuss internationally. And that's why when you act like a wuss, we have to use strength. When you act strong, we don't have to use strength. That's the irony of strength. When you... Act strong because we are strong in the United States. We rarely have to follow up with actually using that strength. It, remi- it reminds me of when I was a kid. There was this guy, he was a rather big guy. He rarely fought ever, but everybody was afraid of him. No one knew if this kid could actually fight. He probably couldn't. He was a little um, overweight, carrying a few, rocking a few LBs extra, maybe about 100 LBs, but he was a big dude. And nobody wanted to fight this dude because he was bigger than them. No one knew if the guy could fight. He probably couldn't. But everybody left him alone because he appeared strong. See, that's what Trump did. He knew the United States military was strong. We acted that way. And we didn't have a war in the Middle East breaking out. But we have that now because Biden's a wuss. And everybody smells a wuss. So the Iranians who are helping in this uh, ongoing attack on Israel, which could, I, I hope it doesn't, lead to the outbreak of a genuine hot war right now, they want a nuclear bomb for a reason. And Biden wants to get back on the path uh, to giving it to him. Well, the first one's obvious. It's a devastatingly effective, tragically effective weapon. Can kill a lot of people quickly. That's the obvious one. But the second one's important, and I don't want you to forget this. Folks, countries around the world learned a very valuable lesson after the Iraq wars. And the lesson was this. Do not toy with the United States of America. No, I'm serious. You may say, oh, of course, that sounds kind of basic. No, 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 I'll explain a little bit more in a second. Saddam Hussein genuinely thought he had a chance against the United States in a traditional land war. He did. He wouldn't have done it otherwise. There are other countries who believe that too, that the United States was largely a paper tiger, since in Vietnam things didn't end so well for us. Now, the reasons there are manifold, but uh, we'll, are multiple. That's another topic for another day. But there was a thought out there, an undercurrent that, you know what, maybe the United States is kind of a paper tiger, and all this military might, eh, not so much. Well, that got dispelled quickly when in Iraq war won, which, again, I didn't agree with these. I ran actually for office against these things, but we wiped them out pretty fast. And the reason we did is because they didn't have a nuclear weapon. There's a reason we haven't wiped out the North Koreans or any other nuclear-powered country. It's because we don't want to get involved in a nuclear war. So the lesson from the Iraq war was simple. Do not toy with the United States in a land war, and don't give up your nukes no matter what. This was actually used against John Bolton with the whole Libya fiasco when he brought it up and the North Koreans picked up on it. Libya, you know, their nuclear weapons, give them up. All of a sudden, Libya falls. People notice this stuff. They're not stupid, obviously. The Iranians want a nuclear bomb because they know there will be a Cold War that goes on forever because there's very little the United States can do to a nuclear-armed country without engaging in nuclear war. And Biden's on the path to giving it to him. So we have another North Korea situation on our hands where for four, five, and six decades, we're in a standoff, guns to each other's heads with nuclear weapons neither one of us can use without causing a global calamity. And Biden wants to give it to him because he's an idiot. I said I'd get to that yesterday, so uh, Guy reminded me this morning. I didn't want to forget. All right, moving on to some better news. And by the way, do you notice how conspicuously silent the Arab world is right now? I, I thought they were all about the Palestinians. You you, sense, you you haven't seen any international outcry, right? Why? It's because the Ar- Arab world knows Hamas are a bunch of terrorists who cause chaos wherever they go. Do you notice how quiet they are right now? Really weird, right? All right, some good news. It's time for Ron DeSantis Strikes Again. <laughs> I told get to draw up this handy-dandy DeSantis Strikes Again because we love Ron DeSantis. In my opinion, if someone named Trump doesn't run in 2024, how he's not the, the top candidate, top tier, level one, major league candidate, I don't know who would be at this point. New York post story will be in my newsletter today. Florida governor Ron DeSantis to pardon anyone charged for defying COVID rules. I want to add one more thing quick to Ron DeSantis, the cruise industry is pressuring him down here in Florida. I live in Florida. He is my governor. He's terrific. Uh, They're pressuring him to get rid of the COVID passports as well. They're saying, listen, we want to do the COVID passports. Uh, We want to make people feel safe on our cruises. So, because uh, rid- DeSantis has said no COVID passports in Florida. Good, which is good. He actually believes in civil liberties. And the cruise industry, folks, they make a lot of money down here in Florida. Fort Lauderdale ports and elsewhere, they pick people up. The cruise industry is saying, yo we may not pick people up at your ports if you don't do coronavirus uh, uh, vaccine passports. DeSantis is like, double-barrel middle finger, folks. Don't care. We're not caving to your corporate interests. Good for run. Good governor here, folks. Terrific governor. We're going to stay on the Ron DeSantis thing, too, because we, have, we don't need to lionize or make golden calves out of anyone, but we should reward politicians that do the right thing. Reward them with positive coverage because they need it. They're only human beings. If they do positive stuff and we ignore them or crap on them all the time, then they're not going to do positive stuff. And when they do crappy stuff, I haven't seen anything crappy from Ron, but if it does, we got to call that out, too. That's our job. That's our job as an informed citizenry. All right, let me take a quick break here for Magic Spoon. On the other side of this, we're going to post some Ws, and I've got our Hero of the Day slash Hero of the Week. It's a posting wins and Hero of the Day in the same segment because our Hero of the Day had a big W and did post the W as well. Magic Spoon, folks, this is a uh, terribly ripped-up box of Magic Spoon because my daughter tears into it and ate the whole thing. Um, this is their blueberry. It's absolutely delicious. Listen, we're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon is the amazing flavors you love, but without the bad stuff. It's pretty simple. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, but it tastes delicious. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free, but it tastes, it's not free of taste. It tastes damn good. Today, we've got some exciting news. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Oh, boy. It's going to be trouble They'll my it. They don't even open the box right. Seriously, I love my kids, but they're not big on box opening. Birthday cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only, so get it while you can or build your own box. Available flavors to build your own uh, custom box include, custom bundle include cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon ships there as well now. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. The offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code Bongino at checkout. Magic Spoon's confident in their product. It's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino. And use promo code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate it. Okay. Um, So we're starting to post Ws. We're going to do this segment a couple times a week where we start to post wins because it's been a depressing few months, folks. I get it. This Arizona audit, everything going on with the shenanigans around the election, I totally understand. But we do have to dust off and fight back. You know, apathy and learned helplessness is not a path to success ever. You know, Seligman understood that. Some of you psychology majors picked up on that reference. But uh, we can't do that. You can't learn to be helpless. We're not going to do that here. I, it, it, we got to dust off. We got to dust off. We got knocked down a couple times. We got we to fight back. We have no other option. So here's a couple of Ws. So Disney thought it was a good idea, woke, uh, you know, uh, critical racism theory Disney, thought it was a great idea to uh, get rid of Gina Carano, who dared to speak out for liberty and freedom and that kind of stuff. Uh, Gina Carano, great actress, super talented mixed martial arts fighter, by the way. Just devastating Muay Thai skills. Uh, Gina Carano spoke up for liberty and freedom. You can't do that, folks. You can't do that in Hollywood. where They're all communists. So Disney fired Gina Carano, who was, what was her character, Guy Dune? Who played, Guy is a huge Star Wars guy, knows a lot about Star Wars. So Gina Carano played Dune in the incredibly successful Disney series, The Mandalorian. Well, of course, Gina speaks out for freedom. You know, Disney, the whole, like, communism thing. They must love that. They said, we got to get rid of her speaking up for freedom and liberty. Gosh, fired her. So what happened? Well, I canceled Disney+. Plus. I think my kids had it. I went right to my phone. Subscriptions canceled that, baby. And so did a lot of you. So here we're posting our Ws. Reuters. Disney's streaming growth slows as pandemic lift fades. Their shares fell pretty dramatically yesterday. Nice job, folks. Keep up the heat you have Disney+, Plus. I encourage you to cancel it now, too. They bring back Gina Carano, make a statement about how it was a huge mistake. Eh, get your Disney subscription back, because we do want to reward people for doing the right thing and penalize them for not. The left figured this out a long time ago. Here's our post in W's number two story in the newsletter today. Daily Mail, longest headlines ever, typically 3,000-word headlines. Uh, you don't have to read the story to Daily Mail. It's a great part, but it is a good paper, DailyMail.com. Trump returns. Former president will hold his first three rallies since January 6th. This is the headline. It it keeps going. As he seeks to capitalize on crisis engulfing Biden and lay down a marker for 2024. Yes. Yes. I spoke with President Trump on my podcast interview a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened, I encourage you to listen on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. And I asked him, I said, listen, Mr. President, it's been a rough couple months. It has been, ladies and gentlemen. A couple punches in the face. It stinks. We really need to... You know, to get, we need an adrenaline dump. We just do. We need to feel good again. I don't mean like feel good in some artificial, like drug-induced way. I mean we need to feel good about the country again. And the best way to do it is to get you out there and rile up the crowd again. Paint a contrast, a foil. you know, a foil, a diamond on a black background. always looks shinier, right? You need a foil. Biden looks awful right now. Biden will look even more terrible if Trump gets out there and says, Biden comes in office, the economy's worse. Biden comes in office, the border's worse. Biden comes in office, the foreign policy situation's worse. Biden comes in office, the inflation situation's worse. Biden comes in office, the unemployment situation's worse. Him out there riling up the crowd is going to help the situation dramatically. So, according to the Daily Mail, and he did tell me on my interview, the rallies are going to start soon. I say, yes. Let's go. By the way, big announcement. My, As you know, my radio show starts May 24th from radio stations across the country from 12 noon Eastern time to 3. President Trump will be a guest on that show. Live. So who knows where that's going to go? Love that. <laughs> Don't miss that one. He will be my first guest ever. Should be fun. All right, this is great. This is our hero of the day, hero of the week, who's posting a W himself. So there's a hearing up on Capitol Hill, and hapless far left radical Senator Amy Klobuchar, um, who you know ran for president, and got like zero point zero one percent of the vote. I think I got more votes for president on right than Amy Klobuchar did. Amy Klobuchar decides to take our opportunity at the mic to go after great, great, terrific Senator Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz totally is ignoring her. Hat tip the recount on this. Check out this quick video. For those listening on radio, I'll explain afterwards what's going on. You'll only hear Amy Klobuchar trying to attack Ted Ted Cruz as Ted Cruz is doing something quite funny. And the recount puts a split screen. You'll see what Ted Cruz is doing while hapless Amy Klobuchar is attacking him. Check this out. You, Senator Cruz, not all of your colleagues here today, you were contesting the Electoral College. You were leading one of the leaders on the effort. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see it? How great is it? If you're watching on Rumble, you caught it. If you're listening on radio, Klobuchar, um, who can be a lunatic, is attacking Ted Cruz, suggesting he somehow encouraged violence or something like that. Of course, an utter absurdity. Ted, or, Ted Cruz is a great conservative. And Ted Cruz is totally ignoring her. He's on the phone. He's on his phone. And everybody's wondering, like, what is Ted Cruz doing? Well, if you notice the timestamp on what he's doing on his phone, how do we have a timestamp on his phone? Because someone tweeted to Ted Cruz because he had a Dr. Pepper on his desk. Hey, Ted Cruz, you like Dr. Pepper, right? At the exact same time Amy Klobuchar is attacking him and he's on his phone, Ted Cruz is responding to that tweet. Yep, meaning Ted Cruz is tweeting while Amy Klobuchar is attacking, totally ignoring this lunatic. Ted Cruz, you are today our hero of the day and hero of the week. We should ignore leftist lunatics like that more often. Nice job, Ted. Hosting Ws and Hero of the Day all at once. We need a little more of that. Little more Ted. Little less Liz Cheney, who, by the way, um, lost her leadership post to Elise Stefanik today. Um, I would have preferred Chip Roy, but it's time to move on. I this I disagree with President Trump on that one, but that's okay. You know, that's the one thing about the president. I was telling Guy this yesterday, right, Guy, about the president. Oh, actually, this morning. One of the myths about President Trump, if I may let you in on a little inside baseball, is he demands absolute loyalty or you're cut out of the circle. That's a media myth among stupid people in the media who want him to come off like some kind of tyrant. Folks, there are a number of people in the inner circle of President Trump who you would consider political friends. I'm, I hope I'm one of them. I talk to him. I don't think I'm sharing inside baseball secrets. But I've disagreed with President Trump on things I've told him as but She's never been like, Dan. Or maybe, maybe he'll talk to me like my grandmother. Daniel, I demand absolute loyalty. If you don't agree with me, you're out of my service. He, that's so stupid. Like, that's never happened ever, ever. But the media, of course, they want to paint him like a lunatic, so they say that. I, I, I just think he didn't like Chip Roy as a choice, President Trump. I thought Chip Roy would have been fantastic. But, you know, let's move on. Time to move on. Okay, um, you know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. And then I got This is an important article, folks. This is one of those, if you're a regular listener of my show, you know I'm passionate about facts, data. I mean, you know, we do a lot of kind of humor and stuff and sarcasm. I get it. Some like it. Some don't. I, it's, it's me. It's my show. It's how I operate. It's a Queens thing. But I do think it's really important that we come away from this show every day informed. And how do you get informed? By facts, something the left has been allergic to forever. This next article in the Journal about taxes and myths about taxes, if you ever want to argue with your liberal friends about taxes, I rarely put Wall Street Journal articles in the show notes because they're subscriber-only, many of them. Today's is in there in the newsletter. Every liberal myth about taxes and high taxes is debunked in this terrific piece, calling this segment The Truth About Taxes. It'll be quick, but it's important. Our last sponsor got their shirt on today. This is a new one. Can you see that? Looks really sharp, this one. The black ones are really black. Bravo Company. Bravo Company Manufacturing. It was started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. Listen, let me cut to the chase now. Bravo, I hope you don't mind. They just make damn good rifles. You understand? Probably the best in the business. I went in, I bought a pistol the other day, eh, about two or three weeks ago, to be precise, and I'm in my favorite gun shop, and I'm talking to the lady behind the counter, who is a genius, but she teaches a firearms course. And I told her, BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing, is one of my sponsors. No joke, not a lie, not hyperbole, not done for effect. She's like, if I had the dough, I would buy that today. They're the best of the best. She only deals with firearms all day. You know why? Because every component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans here in Heartland, Wisconsin. And ladies and gentlemen, they're not building sporting rifles. If you want a sporting rifle, that's fine. There's a lot of cool, you cool rifles out there for hunting. That's not what they build. They build life-saving equipment because they assume every rifle is going to wind up either in your hands, police officers' hands, or someone in our military at some point, and they need it to work and function right every single time on point. They're the best rifles in the business. How do you get them? This life-saving equipment? You go to Bravo Company Manufacturing. Their website is bravocompanymfg.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. Again, the website, Bravo Company M. FG.com, like Mary Frank George. Bravo Company, MFG.com. You can also check out their uh, YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Bravo Company USA. Great, great equipment. You like that? Jersey pop. Remember? <laughs> I love this. They're my favorite. They're my go-tos. All right, this is a great article. Forgive me if it's a little wonky. It's really not, but it's important. It's a Friday. I feel like, you know what, we got to put something wonky in the show this week because it's important you walk away and say, hey, I have to know why I believe these things. You know, we say a lot, you know, tax cuts are good. Well, are they good? I mean, us as conservatives should rely on the facts. Are they good? Do they work? The answer is yes, they do work. Why? Here's a great piece by Phil Graham and Mike Salon in today's Wall Street Journal opinion piece. It's called the Biden tax mirage. I'm going to go through it this way. I've got four screenshots from it. A few of them are short. One of them is about a paragraph. They destroy every liberal piece of propaganda about taxes you have ever heard in your life in this one piece. I can't recommend it enough in my show notes today. Copy the link, screenshot the article, keep it handy because your leftist friends will not know what to say when you quote it. So here's liberal propaganda myth number one they destroy in this piece. You'll hear liberals say often, and once you hear this, you'll never miss it now. You'll hear it on TV all the time. They'll say, listen, high tax rates are a good thing. We had tax rates as high as 90% in the 50s and 60s for the rich. And look, prosperity was really high in the 50s and early 60s. Folks, there are a couple truths embedded in that lie. Yes, there was a top tax rate in the 1950s and 60s of 90%. That is absolutely true. Second, yes, the 1950s and 60s saw tremendous prosperity. So you may be saying to yourself, Dan, well, if liberals go on TV and say that, what's the lie? They're telling the truth, right, Dan? High tax rates in the 50s and 60s, high prosperity. Folks, the problem with those tax rates in the 50s and 60s is nobody actually paid them. Wall Street Journal, screenshot number one. Yes, the top tax rate of 91% in 1962 applied to families with joint incomes in today's dollars of $3.38 million. So yes, there was a 91% tax rate for millionaires in, 19, in the 1960s. But after the deductions and credits, you know how many people paid that tax rate, folks? Only 447 filers out of 71 million paid any taxes at that top tax rate. So if your point is a 90% tax rate is really good because it led to prosperity, you would think people would have actually paid it, but no one did. There was only 447 people out of all of the people eligible for that tax rate that actually paid it. So when your liberal buddies tell you that, hey, we had high taxes in the 50s and 60s, we had great prosperity, did anybody actually pay those taxes? No, 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 nobody, nobody actually did. So you want a tax rate nobody pays. So you want less taxes. Is that what you're saying? Again, I'm just trying to walk through logic like we did in the beginning with the vaccine. The vaccine's super effective, but you better still wear a mask. Here's liberal myth number two. You'll hear this on TV a lot, too. You know, the rich paid so much more in taxes in the 60s and 70s, and we had this really great era of prosperity. Okay, the problem is none of that's actually true. Uh, when you look at this chart, again, in the Wall Street Journal article, you see it's odd phenomenon. This is a chart, folks, data. You may say, oh, this is all made up. This is clearly a Republican think tank. No, actually, the source of the data is the Joint Committee on Taxation for the U.S. Government and the Urban Institute, Brookings Institution, which is left-leaning, folks, if you pay attention to my show. You get the, you get the, uh, you get the wink and a the nod there. You'll notice that when the top tax rate was 90%, that the top 10% and top 1% paid less than they paid when the tax rate plunged to 28% and then down in the 30s where it is now. They pay more when the tax rates went down. I know that's hard for liberals to process. Facts, data, but the tax rates, they were high. Why didn't we get more taxes? Because everybody avoided those taxes. They invested their money in tax-free bonds. Tax-free, no taxes. I, I know, Libs, I know this is hard. And then when the tax rates went down, people are like, oh, all right, this tax rate's pretty reasonable. I'm not going to spend a million dollars on fancy accounts. I'd rather just pay the tax. So they paid more in taxes. I know that's hard. Charts, data, crazy. But the rich actually paid more as the rates went down. Down, down. Tax rates down, rich pay more. Tax rates down, rich pay more. Very hard for liberals to process. Here's the third myth another particularly pernicious one, a pernicious one that I just never hear go away. Well, Reagan cut taxes dramatically, and the rich got a break, and tax revenue collapsed. Okay, the problem is none of that's actually true. Again, here, Screenshot 3 from the Wall Street Journal. Remarkably, while the top marginal rate fell from 91% in 1962 to 28% in 1988 under Reagan, the percentage of income actually paid in income and in payroll taxes by the top 1% and 10% of filers rose to 21%, 19% from 16 and 14 respectively. Here, listen to this last part. As the top tax rate fell by two-thirds, the percentage of income paid in federal income and payroll taxes by the top 1% and 10% of earners rose by a third. Guys, again, I, I know, I know the, the libs in the audience, I know you have a really hard time with this stuff. But again, given that Joe Biden is getting ready to push for ridiculously high tax hikes, Don't you want to know if those tax hikes are actually going to raise revenue from the people you say it's going to? Of course you don't, because you're sociopaths. You just want to hurt people and take more of their money, even though you won't get it because they'll hide it. Flip page two. One final myth busted in this terrific piece. You'll hear liberals say all the time, folks, we need a taxation system more like Europe, where the rich pay their fair share. Oh, I agree. Yes, we do. Dan, what are you, some kind of socialist? You're saying we, not to, we need to be more like Europe where the rich pay their fair share? Yeah, because wealthy people who create income and jobs in this country actually pay less as a percentage of their income in Europe. So yes, let's absolutely be like Europe. Dan, that can't be true. Liberals said we need to be more like Europe. Liber- well, liberals lie all the time. That's why I'm not a liberal. Here, from the journal piece. The OECD has found that high income Americans already bear a higher relative share of their income tax burden than the rich do in other developed nations. I thought we heard the rich don't pay as much here. That's a lie. The top 10% of Americans earn about 33% of all earned income, but pay 45% of all income taxes. That progressivity ratio of 1.35 is far higher than the German ratio of 1.07 the French ratio of 1.1 and the Swiss ratio of 1. As a percentage of their income, the top 10% of earners in Germany, France, and Sweden paid 21, 19, and 26% less than the top 10% in America. So yes, let's absolutely be more like Europe and cut taxes on high-income earners and job creators. this country. Sounds great to me. Again, facts. I know that's troublesome to our leftist friends. who can't really do that kind of stuff. All right, two quick stories to get to. Um, While we're debunking radical far-leftist myths about just about everything, I want to give you some strategic and tactical advice. I'm unfortunately forced to debate liberals, Geraldo and others. Geraldo says he's not a liberal, but he is, on some issues. I have to do it in front of 3.5 million people, you know, two, three nights a week on Hannity, And, you know, you have to obviously be prepared. That's my job is to do homework on this stuff. But one of the things when you're preparing to debate, I was never a debater in high school. I wish I was, is when you understand the leftist tactics, you can call them out. So I'm going to address two right here, and I'm going to show you an example of how this works. The first tactic I want you to kind of develop an antenna for, an antenna system is this often-used Democrat propaganda tool. Called an, it's called an appeal to authority. The appeal to authority is when you're trying to make a point that is either factually deficient or you know is inaccurate, you state that some authority figure is vouching for you. Joe Biden did this the other day. In my newsletter, you read this, sorry, he did this, in fact, about taxes and his Joe Biden tax plan. Here's a piece by Beckett Adams in the Washington Examiner. Joe Biden talks to dead people. This story is hilarious. I love this story. In my newsletter today. So Biden's trying to push this Biden economic plan where he spends us into an abyss and taxes the rich, even though the rich will pay less, not more, like I just showed you the data on. Uh, So Biden knows it's not going to work, so he appeals to authority. How did he do that? Here's the quote Biden added from the Examiner. He said, talking about his plan, and by the way, You saw the last five Fed, he's talking about the Fed presidents, coming out and saying, what'd they say? They said Biden's plan is going to grow the economy. So just to be clear, Biden appeals to authority. The authority he's citing is these Federal Reserve chairmen, who I wouldn't trust as far as I can throw them, but they're supposed to be experts on the economy. And he's saying, guys, ladies, gents, the last five support my plan. Well, when you notice that's an appeal to authority, You should right away call that out. If he can defend it, he should be able to defend it himself. Well, what was the problem with Joe Biden's appeal to authority here? Um, Two of those guys are dead. So Joe Biden's either doing like a Sixth Sense Bruce Willis thing. I talk to dead people. What is it? I see dead people. Was actually the line. I think Haley Joe Osmond wasn't that the actor. I may have gotten one right finally. I always get this stuff wrong. They're not here. From the Examiner, former Fed Chairman William Miller and Paul Volcker are dead. So I'm pretty sure they're not endorsing Joe Biden's plan. Keep brought up a funny point before the show. Next thing, Joe Biden's going to be like, I'm endorsed by Washington, Hamilton, Abraham Lincoln, Samuel Chase, John D. Rockefeller. What was it? Carnegie. He's going to get endorsements from all these dead people. So he says five Fed chairmen endorsed him. Two are dead. Well, that leaves three more. Two of which, Greenspan and Bernanke, Bernanke, have been relatively silent on Biden's pricey infrastructure and jobs proposals. They certainly haven't claimed the, pla- claimed the plan would, quote, grow the economy. Folks, these appeals to authority are typically nonsense, just like this one. When you sense it, always go back and look at who the authority figure they're appealing to you. Oh, look, these Fed chairmen, two of them are dead. Always go back and research it when liberals say it. You'll find that it's typically bunk. And I'm thinking right now, Gosh, this show's going a little long, sorry. But I'm thinking right now, what happened last week? We talked about the infamous trickle-down economics myth. There's no such thing as trickle-down economics. It doesn't exist. And remember the article? They appealed to authority. Uh, what was it? Penn, Penn University, talked about the trickle-down economics. This was a show last week. And then when you click on the footnote, <laughs> the article from Penn says, yeah, this really isn't a theory. When they appeal to authority, go check the authority. You'll find that it's almost always BS. What's tactic number two? I'm going to play a quick video. We'll wrap. Here is Joe Biden. This is what's called an appeal to emotion. Learn to sense it. Learn to pick it out and call them out. Ah, that's an appeal to authority. It doesn't exist. And actually what you're doing now is an appeal to emotion. You're not basing anything on facts. Here's Joe Biden trying to claim that paying people more not to work won't cause people not to work. And notice how he produces no data, but just appeals to your emotion and authority. The American people want to work. They may, but 8 million aren't. Check this out. It's easy to say the the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits that it's a major factor in labor shortages. Americans want to work. Americans want to work. As my dad used to say, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity, your place in the community. Notice he produces no data on that whatsoever to refute the common sense assertion that the government paying people more to not work will cause people not to work. He produces no data. He just tells this story he's told a thousand times about his dad. And about, oh, yeah, people want to work. Yeah, people do want to work. And a lot of people sadly don't want to work too. That's why a lot of people aren't working. Because they're being paid more not to work and some don't want to work. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. It's been a really busy week. Of course, we had a lot going on this week, and I appreciate your patience with everything going on in the show. Again, two simple requests. Please set your DVR now. I announce my new show on the Fox News channel starting Saturday, June 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Finally, my own show. I don't know what's going to happen there. I may have a teleprompter. I don't know how useful it will be, but it should be fun. Set your DVRs now, June 5th, if you can. 10 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to my show on the podcast channel you choose to listen to. There's Spotify, Apple, there's Amazon and others. I can't, you know, dictate where you listen. But I would really appreciate if you would follow us. We're lagging a little bit behind on subscriptions. Not listens, you all are listening, but the subscriptions help us a lot. They help us move up the charts and it helps us keep our marketing budget low. So we'd really appreciate it if you'd be willing to help us out, it'd mean a lot. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir! You just heard Dan Bongino.